0: to a episode. I wanted to explain something very interesting. And this is gonna be going to the accordance of the return of Christ. Cause obviously we know that in the book of Revelation. But there's different other circumstances in the New Testament that have explained. His return so where does his return come from so there's one major thing that we know is that when he talks about the um, <clears throat> it'll be like the days of Noah which he states in Matthew 24 verse 37 through 39 I believe But when we go through all of this, what we really need to go is something that happened during his resurrection. Jesus folded the linen cloth that was over his head. You know, the one that he was buried in. Now, in the Gospel of John 20 verse 7, it tells us that the napkin which was placed over his face was not thrown aside or anything like that. He didn't take it and throw it away. He didn't take it with him. He didn't do anything but fold it. And it was placed separate from the grave clothes. And then early that morning, um, while it was so dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found... That the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So she ran. And found Peter and the others. And. Said that they've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb. And I don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the others ran to the tomb to see. And they're like. Well what's going on? You know we don't know. know What's happening. The other disciple outran Peter and got there first he stooped and looked and saw the linen cloth lying there but he didn't go in then Peter arrived and went inside he also noticed the linen wrappings lying there and while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folding up and lying there we have to understand that why was the linen cloth so important So, we have to understand a little bit about the Hebrew tradition of that day. Now, Hebrews were known to be very clean people. This is one of the issues, is when Jesus was known to hang out with Gentiles, basically non-clean people, um, or non-Jewish people. They didn't believe that they abided by the law because they would eat pork, they would you know, not wash their hands, this is one of the things that Jesus paralleled in one of his verses, he says, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles the body, but it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles it, for what goes in the mouth will be expelled, what comes out of the mouth stays with the person forever, and in the same sense where a lot of people want to, you know, mix and match and try to choose what this verse says, what the, what the key component is, is what you say is the thing that holds the weight on you. So when you say something negative, when you say something bad, when you say something that's hurtful, what happens is that weight stays with you. And you don't want to hurt people by what you say. And some people get mad and they say things that they don't mean and things get put out of proportion. But the one thing is for certain is that Jesus was explicitly saying that, you know, you cannot say things that hold people. He also went toward the Pharisees and called them hypocrites and said that they are the very people that close the gates of heaven to them. Now, why would he say that to the religious groups that followed his own religion? See, this is where things start to get a little tricky. And when we understand Hebrew tradition, and we understand what Jesus said, there's a clear understanding of why the Pharisees did not like Jesus. So, now why was the significance of the napkin so important? In the Hebrew tradition, a folded napkin had to do with master and servant. It was also to do with, you know, the reason why they would explain um, whether you're free or slave or something like that. Um, Every Jewish boy would learn the tradition. When the servant was to set the dinner table for the master, he made sure that that it was exactly the way he wanted it. The table would be furnished, and the servant would wait just out of sight. And when the master had finished eating, and the servant would not dare touch that table until the master was finished, you know. So kind of like in the old traditions when we like watch the old movies and stuff where the father he comes home from work, kisses his wife they set the table for dinner and they're all sitting down and they're discussing and one of the kids has a little bit of an attitude and then he gets up and the father says, did I say you could be excused? you know and then the kid says, can I be excused? And he says, go, you know and the whole thing of Excusing yourself before dinner had to, is also kind of in a significant role in this. So, when we looked at this kind of parallel in there, the servant would wait just out of sight until the master had finished eating, and the servant would not dare touch the table until the master was finished. Now if the master was done eating, he would wipe his fingers and his mouth and clean his beard, and he would wad up the napkin and toss it onto the table. And then the servant would come over, clean it all up, you know, and it would mean that he's done. Now we understand in the verse in the Bible when um when Jesus was on the cross, he was saying in john nineteen twenty to thirty and him knowing that all things were accomplished that this scripture might be fulfilled, you know. He said, I thirst, and then a vessel um, full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled it with a sponge and put it toward him, and then Jesus had received the sour wine, and he says, it is finished, and he was bowing his head, and he gave up his spirit. So, at that point, what we have to understand is, Jesus lived a perfect life, he fulfilled the entire law. He did everything that God commanded, and throughout the numerous points of scripture, we've um, we've seen God, the voice of God. We've seen the Spirit descending like a dove. We've seen this is my Son who I am well pleased. We have seen the transfiguration. We have seen all the different miraculous outcomes that have come through the Bible. But one thing is interesting in this verse, he said he gave up his spirit after he said it is finished. When they took the body, they put it in the tomb, they laid it on, right, they laid the cloth on him. But when they found him, now he already said it is finished. When they found him, the linen was neatly folded. So why was the linen neatly folded? This is what we have to understand. So we went through the whole Jewish tradition, and we understand all of the way that the servant and master kind of went with each other. And Jesus always explained that he does the will of the Father. So when we understand this, it when the master got up from the table and folded his napkin and laid it beside his plate, the servant would not dare touch the table because the napkin folded would mean I'm coming back. So when we understand this, what the symbolism behind this is, is that Jesus was saying I am coming back he goes to death is I'm still not done my work he goes I'm coming back and then I'm going to take that 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 clock and I'm going to throw it aside does that mean that You know, that linen right there that he's going to find it and he's going to take that and he's going to throw it away. No. What the point is, is that he's saying he is coming back because he is not finished. He was finished fulfilling the law. He was finished fulfilling the prophecies. He was finished doing his miracles. He was finished doing all the things that he was promised that he was going to do in the Old Testament. And when the Old Testament transpired into the New Testament, and he fulfilled the entire thing, he said, I am, it is finished from that point. But his resurrection isn't finished yet, and he will be coming back. And his coming back has been prophesied in the book of Revelation, and it also has been prophesied in the book of Matthew. And the book of Matthew's prophecy of the end of days Where it says after the tribulation. It also explains that um, the Son of Man will return. And when we understand the Son of Man will return. When we understand that Jesus is coming back. When we understand all of the functions of this. There is one key component. That we are not understanding. And that is. Is Jesus didn't also know the day he was going to return only his father did so when he returns we have the whole concept there the symbolism of him coming back we have all of that coming because he is not dead and he is not finished he has come back from the dead he has been resurrected And he is still on his march. He is still going on this thing. And that warlord, that Messiah that the Jewish people were praying for, that they rejected Jesus for, Jesus came to attack the true enemy of the entire world, which was the sin of the world. The sin is what causes people to fall. The sin is what weighs down our spirit. The thing that sends us into the gates of hell without repentance without going to him and with that we understand that Jesus is moving forward he's taking a step forward and he's showing us what the true ways are when we understand there's a point where they were supposed to. Um, the scriptures were saying that Elijah would return, and in the Mount of Transfiguration, they were saying that Elijah was John the Baptist, and that's why Elijah appeared next to Jesus and Moses. And here in the Mount of Transfiguration, you had the the person who brought forth the Torah. You had Elijah to be one of the most powerful prophets known throughout the entire Old Testament. And then you had Jesus. And Jesus' transfiguration was like that of in Daniel 7. And that of which was like that in the book of Revelation. We understood that that symbolism, that that look that he had, is going to be the way he's going to come back. And then... Well, we understand that Elijah was John the Baptist. John the Baptist being Elijah gives us the clear indication that John the Baptist was trying to ready all the people and all the people that followed John the Baptist, they were thought to be radical and people that were not all there, you know? The people that were, you know, against the true religion, you know? And this is where we have to understand religion from God and we have to understand what the truth is. We are under Jesus. We are under the Lord. Even King David said, the Lord of my Lord. So, now we understand where Jesus is, who he is, and We understand the symbolism of after his resurrection, he's saying that he is coming back. And beyond that, he is with us and will always be with us. So I urge you all to understand and pray for all the atrocities in this world, for all the people that are suffering, so that we can get through this world together and as we get through this world together, we will know that that sackcloth, piece of linen that was folded at the end of the, at the table that he was laid on, is showing him that he will return. He is coming back. It's just a matter of time. We don't know when it'll happen. We can look out for the signs But there will be a time where he will come back. So be ready, be vigilant, and keep praying. God bless you all.